The late Rudger Hauer stars as a blind man who's totally blind, returning to the U.S. from Vietnam in an attempt to reconnect with an old war buddy. His old war buddy, however, has lost way too much money at a Reno casino and is forced into a designer drug cooking scheme by the casino owner. Meanwhile, the casino owner is spending way too much money on henchmen, benchmen, rigging his casino games, and paying to watch Japanese swordsmen do their thing. So he's forced to kidnap this kid, Billy. Billy is hesitant at first, but then very willing to go on a cross-country bus trip with Rudger Hauer, mostly oblivious to the fact that his mom has just been shotgunned to death. The movie culminates in a sword fight in the fitness center of a ski resort. There's a controversial burrito scene and one of the top eight greatest cornfield scenes of all time. Did we mention Roadhouse or Over the Top yet? Don't worry, we will. Guys, let's talk about Blind Fury. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm out of bullets. Alright boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging, son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. If you can't see yet, today we're talking about Blind Fury. Blind Fury. That's right. Blind. Which is ironic Fury. because everyone in the movie's blind. Yeah, it's not Except true. for Rudger Howard. It's he can weird. See. Yeah. yeah. I think the idea was that you were supposed to close your eyes when watching the movie. I did. I listened. You know what's interesting yeah. that I just thought about yesterday? I was at Brandon's house and he turned me on to a TV show. I spent like four hours watching a TV show called Love is Blind. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I spent yeah, two hours good. watching Rudger Howard be yeah. blind and I loved it. After having done an episode a few episodes ago on sneakers... That there's a lot of blind content in yeah, our this podcast is, This alone. is the natural evolution of, of sneakers, I think. And on that note, <laughs> 1989's Blind Fury. 1989. 1990s. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, but look at the release date. It was made in 89, but it wasn't released until March of 1990. No, no, no. Release date in West Germany, August 17th, 1989. <laughs> Rudger Hauer is huge in West Germany. That's why they had to release East it Germany there first. Wow. Yeah, well, 80s and not. a 90s movie. I'm here this for is that. the first movie that we've had that straddled a whole decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful film. It's a transitionary film when you think about the action films of the 80s and some of the mm-hmm. more conscious movies of the 90s. It's right in the middle. Wow. <laughs> On his Wikipedia page, Rudger Hauer, actor, writer, environmentalist. I saw that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Was he blind in real life? Or he was blinded movie? for this movie, and then for his next role, he was like, shit, this isn't a blind person. <laughs> Had to go through some yeah. experimental procedures. He was he His was sight barely came back. That acting wasn't the right choice. Yeah, nah, no, yeah. it was it was a bad bite for him mm-hmm. when when he couldn't regain his vision after this. He just this Joaquin role. Phoenixed it and was like, "No, I want to go real. Yeah. I want to go blind." And they're like, "We can 
Take away, but we can't give you your yeah. sight back. You, like, no, 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 anything for the role. You know what really pissed him off is when uh, Jamie Foxx won Best Actor for Ray, and he didn't actually go method. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the but, Academy uh, didn't recognize Edgar Howard's <laughs> dedication, but... But know. he didn't watch those awards. <laughs> yeah. Because he was blind. <laughs> uh, let's jump into first impressions. Brandon, this was your baby? Oh, yeah. Why don't bat lead off? I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Saw it when I was a kid, not on a VHS. This was when I was uh, scrolling through basic-ass TV channels. Didn't have direct TV yet. Perfect. And this movie just came on channel 13, for sure UPN. I feel yeah. like this mm-hmm. is a UPN movie. With commercials. 1996 or something. And fell in love with it. I it, This started my whole affinity for heroes with some kind of flaw. Or like fear, heroes with some kind of handicap. Like RoboCop. We talked about Spawn a little bit ago, where it's like they got these great powers. Over the top. Yes, over the top and over the top. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. His flaws. He, he can arm wrestle really well, yeah. but he but... can't go on time <laughs> exactly. to anything. Yeah. Exactly. He's <laughs> a truck driver. So, so I remember just having such a fondness for the, this movie because of that. I really enjoyed how 80s it is looking back on it now well, yeah. it's like 80s 90s <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> a little yeah, bit of both no, so this movie was made in 1989 released in germany but released stateside in 90 yeah. it's yeah. still an right. 80s flavor to me yeah. yeah kyle uh yeah brandon's been asking us to do this movie for a long time i had always wanted to watch it but you know it's like not a movie that and and me and pollard and aaron we've seen a lot of great 80s 90s movies this was never on any of our radars but this is the first 80s 90s movie exactly Mm -hmm. yeah but there was apprehension still of just like i don't know who redger howard is you're telling me it's good i guess but you've told me (laughs) other movies that i'm not into so let's see anyway Uh, I loved it. Uh, What I loved most about it is that it is the exact same plot is over the top where we have a man who barely knows a kid he just met. He takes him on a cross country trip while he tries to prevent his kidnapping from an old man. And then you have the cheesiness and like sort of badassness of Roadhouse. And it also has a character who is exceptionally talented and blind a la Jeff Healy mm-hmm. so it like perfectly fit wow. in between over the top and Roadhouse where I was wow. like I love this film yeah. it's amazing heard, it's, yeah. it's, crazy. it's the same exact like it's in the same class of those two movies it really is mm-hmm. exactly what you said is how I felt about this it felt like a like a step brother of those movies where it's, yeah. it's not quite there for me. And I think yeah. what we talked about with, if it was a bigger star, mm-hmm. if there was a Stallone or a Swayze or a Sam Elliott or like just anyone yeah. that yeah. moved the needle more for me, I think it'd be, Oh, your needle's moving. <laughs> the just dominant male criminal enterprise. <laughs> yes. of yeah. Like old, the henchmen, old henchmen, all of it. Yeah. Dad yeah. aged henchmen. <laughs> um, I told Kyle how it's, similar to Roadhouse and Over the Top, where these guys are so well put together and dressed, but it looks so tacky. You're you talking know? about the, the main, the main antagonist. The everyone with their mullets and their wardrobe, and like these guys take time to get ready in the morning, yeah. and yeah. it just looks like garbage. It was cool. I would have liked a little more blind shenanigans, a little more Mr. Magoo stuff, you know, like <laughs> like close calls of him going, yeah. getting hit by trucks and just yeah. like wandering and like... Something to go off to piggyback off of that. I think something that makes this something I like to subvert expectations. Something that I think makes it a little bit more fresh 
is that like you have him as a whistler type where he's just so talented right. um and even though he's blind but you also have him being like a stupid blind guy yeah but also right. like hits an alligator and just like mm-hmm. nice doggy yeah, yeah. And it's just like is he an idiot is he playing like he's yeah. an idiot? Oh. no i couldn't agree more there's so many times in the movie where you're like how did he do that? And then, yeah. like, what a moron. Yes. <laughs> like, he yeah. eats shit in the dirt. Like, at right, that scene right. with the kid where it's like, kind of gave you what you wanted. Yeah. You know? like, no, yeah. Exactly. That's not a hard thing to walk in the rain to a bus. And right. yet, like, he just gets covered yeah. in mud. Yeah, yeah but surrounded by 15 like... people with, like, assault rifles yeah. so you could slice yeah. them all no, up. No, it's insane. But... Like, you have the precision to cut off somebody's eyebrows, yeah. but a puddle will take you down. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, similar to Roadhouse and Over the Top, the main character, he has a, he's in this world, but he has, like, this different philosophy and code yes, that he, like, yes. adheres mm-hmm. to that none of us know. It's, like, this mystique thing. And that's, like, a, that's a, great quality of the, yeah. all those movies and yeah. this one had it for sure yeah no he's a wild card absolutely loved it i loved how quickly this movie got started i loved that it was self-aware i loved the older guy like proving something with this younger kid wrapped up and they just met each other whole aspect yeah and i really liked the um the crazy cast of thug characters yeah, yeah that's so good yeah. there was so many in, in more there were so many more thug characters than any of those Roadhouse or over the top mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Like the villains in this movie, it, it's such a confusing twist of who's <laughs> yeah. for, like they're all yeah. bad guys. You don't know yes. the or, the structure of this organization. Yeah, <laughs> who's like, above who? Yeah, there's the guys at the casino that are like yeah. in mullets and like are huge. Yeah. There's like, like the, Samoan guys. Yeah, there's the two guys in the, the cowboy hats and yeah, the redneck guys <laughs> in the truck. There's the cigar guy Random who ends up being like sort of the yeah. head honcho guy, but there's like, not really the odd job. Like Asian guy that's yeah. like yeah. big and gets yes. hit. Yeah, there's like, yes. like there's a bunch of older gentlemen <laughs> who you feel. Yeah, there was task. a bunch of older bad guys that seem to be like the big wicks pulling the strings, right. but then they're like right next to everybody else with shotguns at the end when they're coming. Like, yeah. so are they thugs? But they're like pretty old for being thugs. No, it's it's so gnarly because like the the main villain McCready, yeah. not memorable at all. No, he sure, has, no. he has hardly any scenes. Yeah. Sure, but the henchmen are so memorable. Yeah, they're great. The, yeah. One of the henchmen is played by the director of The Notebook. Yeah. That's insane. We were looking what? at Nick yes. Cassavetes. Yes. Wow, genre swap. Yeah, you know, Nick Cassavetes had a run that me and Aaron looked yep, up last yep. night. As a director, <laughs> he did John Q, and then he did The Notebook. Mm-hmm. And what was the third one he did right after? That's something I've been talking oh, about. Oh, Alpha Dog. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's it was like, yeah. Aaron loves Alpha Dog and John oh. Q. He's like talking about movie? wanting to do I love The what? Notebook. JT, Alpha yeah, Dog? right. Yeah. Anyway, the guy in the movie, one mm-hmm. of the henchmen dudes, like he became a famous director and did no all those way, movies. Because yeah. that was the one name in the credits that I recognized. Yeah, yeah. we both. Well, he was also the he right was away. also the bald guy in Face Off. Mm. Well, like one of Nick Cage's friends. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Oh, that's tasty. <laughs> Let's go over the plot of Road Pollard. Blind Fury House Over the Top. Pollard, peas, blind plot, plundown. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, Paul, you got to do it with your eyes closed, though. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> where are we in the plot? I I can't see. Where's the microphone? I can't see. Where's the feel? Who, who's that? Well, stop touching me. Blind Fury begins in My Vietnam. Furious way. Vietnam. And it's just um, your basic war carnage scene. The first words that we hear in this movie are, I can't see anything. You are placed directly into the blind world. It was like, this right movie is called bat. Blind Fury. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what the movie was about and right before the movie started, I read the synopsis and it was like, 
uh, post-Vietnam War, loses sight, wrapped up in casino, gambling, drug business. And I was like, what? <laughs> Let's just start this thing. And the first words I hear, I can't see anything. I'm like, yes. So the, I'm not confused anymore. To your point, Pollard, the end of the movie, like, could have lost a little bit the beginning also could have lost a bit it's like 10 minutes of him like we get it he's blind he's learning but you yeah. gotta see but what i love is they they have the opening montage right and that's like all over the opening credits and it just condenses so much it information does. that you need to know about him yeah. it has an entire arc right did it's it? like he's learning no, it to did. be he's learning to use his blind senses he gets better but, you get to see the training okay, I'll he let hugs you keep his going. trainer I'll let you keep going, but i had scene? a big problem with it no i thought it escalated very like well i thought the timing in the beginning was why great. are they helping him yeah they that's were a question why no, 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 he's that's... an enemy soldier like, no, they might be the south no man. i agree well, okay whatever it doesn't matter the whole village is rallying behind this man they're not like let's get you home it's right. like let's teach you how to fight and yeah, no. be blind mm. and then send you on your way okay what? no that yeah. part's weird but if you buy into that it's greatly it's a very well structured they, opening they also credits part. start with like throwing a cantaloupe and he doesn't slice it and they all laugh at him like <laughs> yes. it's like what is your motive here I don't get it I think they, the previous cantaloupe slicer died and so they're like we need to train a new one he was also blind this is a great coincidence I don't know I, I thought I thought that in that scene where he's training he looks so much like rickety cricket <laughs> like yeah. I was like I couldn't stop thinking of like cricket like, come on give me the lime you know like they're fucking with him with fruit and he's yeah. like yeah you can't have it yeah, like, yeah. alright how many how many grains of rice do I get if I can slice this, yeah. well, we'll give you five. Yeah, but. Here's, go suck some lemons. Right. So, like, that got me street pretty rat. excited right away. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a, a street rat. It's a, it's a weird mix in that village of making fun of him and caring for him. him so yeah, life. after he loses his sight and you know he's he comes to after the Vietnam War, he's he comes up in the net. He's taken care of in this Who's village. Who's the net? Oh. The uh, we cut to Miami twenty years later. And the this credits, is 20 years later? 20 years later, it says on the screen. Holy I shit, I missed that. that. Yeah. 20, that sounds like a McSullivan sequel line. Cut to Miami 20 years later. <laughs> Cut to Miami <laughs> 20 years later, and he steps over the alligator. And the poo. Um, and he's like, nice doggy. And mm -hmm. we start to realize, like, okay, this is this movie's going to be a little bit self-aware and a little bit comedic. Um, and he's still blind guy, but now he's in Miami 20. And he's listening to a Walkman? Yeah. Right. So like he's complete sense walk. deprivation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the credits are Why still do that rolling. To the credits People are pay a lot of money for that in the mall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I noticed how many credits there were like they must have put half of the people who worked on the film mm -hmm. in this opening credit sequence. They yeah. just kept going through mm -hmm. producers, producers. Maybe finally... that's why it felt so long to me. And this guy walks up and uh, into a bar and we get this hot sauce scene. Hey man. <laughs> You got to have some salts on your burrito. What you want? Mild or hot? <laughs> Mild, please. Muchas gracias. De nada. <laughs> 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 not bad it's a little too mild for me how about something a little more macho the burrito was so shitty looking that the hot sauce made it be like all right I'm, that's I'd looks better that. now yeah. 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 yeah at least it's got some kick right. um, but these thugs the, the thugs have a great range of crimes it's like 
threatening people with knives, like mugging a, a woman, the and then like and the then purse. switching out the mild for the hot salsa. Yeah. They just like their crimes they're, run they're the up gamut. To no good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not thugs. They're twelve year olds. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you think about it, like when they steal the purse from the lady who walks in, they're just playing. They're keep playing away. monkey yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. playing monkey. They're not like trying to steal yeah. from her or like they're not trying to harass her like physically. They're yeah. just like eh, I got your purse. Yeah, I got your purse. Yeah, it doesn't. It that's where it's like a perfect example of how this movie straddles the over-the-top roadhouse-ness where it's like this is like a scene that could get really ugly and go full roadhouse and mm -hmm. it's like no nah, but it's kind of a kid's movie so yeah like, it's we'll playful keep it, at least at this point yeah. you're like uh let's be playful. To, to aaron's point about like i wish there were more mr magoo scenes i i really enjoy that this is our first introduction to how much of a badass he is because he just downplays it and he yeah. plays off that he's like a buffoon yes. give me the purse Give him the first, Gringo. Hey, man. What's going on here? With the force of me swatting a fly, yeah. he hits right. them with the stick and they pass out. Like, yeah. it's the most lackluster, like, here, hit you, tap you on the head. Yeah, You're knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the old it's the old boom, boom. Rose McGowan hitting uh, what's-his-face on yes, the nose yes. with the lollipop. It's so underwhelming. Yes. And for this to be the first introduction of his physical <laughs> yeah. capabilities, yeah. Yeah. it, like... The, I know it gets gnarlier later, and he's way more of a badass later. But you're already like, yeah. oh, I know that. No, that's what I was first introduced to. Right, right. There's that's no was, power behind yeah, any it's, of it. During the scene, he's kind of like doing this, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. oops, accidentally held my stick yeah. right here where you were yep. running at me. Yeah. And he's like, just like, like you would knight someone on their shoulder, <laughs> yes, but with yes. his stick. Yeah. The one thing I liked about that was that they did not reveal that it was a katana mm -hmm. inside right, of his walking right. stick. Like they saved it as just a stick fight. Yeah. And later we come to realize he actually has a sword in there yeah we see this casino crew there's some powerful looking men holding or having their thugs hold over this guy over the side of a, a building terrence o'quinn we find out that this guy is frank who is our protagonist war, war buddy yeah he's the he's the friend in which you know our friend is going to try to go find and reconnect with and he's wrapped up in some sort of casino debt drug dealing it's convoluted. What is going on? So it, when I saw it, I had thought that he was gambling, probably took out a line of credit in the with the casino. They're trying to collect. He doesn't have the money, but they know that he's a great chemist. And apparently the a owner... A world-class chemist. A world-class chemist. And the owner of the casino, <laughs> he's running a couple side businesses. <laughs> he's hiring the henchmen, but he's also selling the drugs yes. to pay for his loans that he gets from the bank i yeah. think to pay for the casino and the henchmen and uh, i he's, don't know what else he's 311ing all over <laughs> his books he's, yeah he's for sure oh my leverage God. and he's got a lot of moving parts to manage yeah and yet he's just hemorrhaging money yeah. for entertainment he needs sake to consult with janik and just get his books together well, <laughs> they'd be so horny together he, well he <laughs> he'd he be able to figure it out he owns a casino like how could he have this kind of money troubles? And we find Nick roll up to this house with the last name of the guy that he's about to visit. And the kid inside is frustrated with the toy that he's got. So he gets, he catches the toy as he walks in and he meets the wife. He reveals, you know, I was in war with your husband. Um, she invites him in relatively easily. Yep. Yeah. She, and she lets him know ex-husband. They're she, divorced. That's right. They're yeah. divorced. So now he's even farther removed from this family. Yeah, that'd be the the thing where it's like, oh, you're a friend of my husband. Sure, come on in. Right. I'll be home in a bit. But it's like we've been separated for years. Yeah, he had a gambling problem. 
Yeah, no. Come on in still, my <laughs> blind Vietnam yeah, vet. She... <laughs> Maybe she was trying to make him look bad. Like, look at this blind motherfucker that your dad's friends with. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, is exactly. why you shouldn't hang out with him. <laughs> She's just oddly trusting of this guy. Yeah. Right. Let's him into her home. Nick, our main character, realizes, or he hears someone coming in the door. Are you expecting company? He tells her. Mm -hmm. You know, and he, we're getting the idea that this guy's not only just a superhuman, um, his hearing specifically is superhuman. Mm -hmm. And he hears these guys coming. They pose as cops. Ex-wife gets shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kid gets knocked out. That's really a, funny. A great Kenny and Doso scene, I have mm -hmm. to say. When the kid I, gets thrown to the ground. It's yeah. Clearly a kid gets thrown. Forty year old man. During the movie, I looked up Kenny and Doso. Like, <laughs> like eighty nine. He's for sure involved in this project. Yes, 100%. He wasn't, but like his filmography is right. Incredibly impressive. It's definitely the guy, the stuntman playing the kid getting thrown to the ground for sure knows Kenny and Doso. Right. Mom's dead, like right away. I was yeah. shocked. Uh, kid gets knocked down. We get to see the sword skills. We also get oh. a we also get a step aside blind man from yeah. one of the goons, yeah. Yeah, which is that, like great. Goon, that goon, his name is Slag. Is that I the cigar him. guy, the main guy? Yeah, I forgot who said it. Yeah, it's I great name. His name Slag. Guy. That's the actor Randall Cobb plays him. So in the credits, Slag is played by Randall Cobb. Right. The character Cobb. Anybody want to guess what his name is? Randall Slag. <laughs> Charles Cooper. <laughs> Was that Chuck Cooper? <laughs> yeah, Chucky Coops. And now you have this guy, Nick, who's in Miami, and this kid who's roughed up a little bit, but okay, leaving this scene, mm -hmm. walking down the street. Walking down the street. And Miami. So before the, the, the mom dies, she says, you have to get you know our son to his father. Did we mention how she died? Yeah, she got, she got shot. Shotgun. She got shotgunned yeah. in, the in the chest. chest. Side. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. like the... She got. It was like she was wasted. Yeah, it, like again, yeah. it was like holy shit. They didn't just like kill her. Yeah. They like shotgunned her and she went flying. It was awesome. They're steps away from the house in which there's like three dead bodies, and he's just like, "Oh, we're going to the train. We're going to the bus stop really quick." <laughs> so they head to the bus station and they're about to get on the bus to Reno. And there's this funny little back and forth with an officer yep. who comes over. So they start to argue. The kid's crying. I want to talk to my mommy. Whatever. Stupid kid, whatever. Just get, the, my cock in that just get on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Miami to Reno. That is the... <laughs> That's the, a far drive. For sure no AC, too. Do they have any yeah, extra clothes? Right. I feel like... He for sure didn't grab some of no, the kids' clothes. No, they're homeless for it's, a while. I didn't they're how far that is. Yeah. It's so far. It's so far. <laughs> it's so far it's, to travel on a bus. I never thought of that. So we get to see Frank again real quick in Reno, and he's basically held hostage... But yeah, very uh, Jesse Pinkman style. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. supposed to work and make these drugs, and um, this girl Annie More is like let Jesse's in. Pinkman. It seemed like a prostitute situation. She kind of cares about this guy, maybe. <laughs> as much as a lady of the night can. Yeah. And I've, there's a glimpse. There's a lady of the night. There's a glimpse in the scene why McCready is like so broke because. God damn it, McCready. She <laughs> she gives him like this full box of cigars. And he's like, oh, like you got me like a whole box of cigars. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like I did the inventory tonight. And so like you could tell she's stealing oh, from her everybody's work. Everybody's skimming off the top. And it's just like, dude, this guy needs to crack down on his employees. <laughs> like he doesn't need to worry about kidnapping and extortion yeah. and like yeah. drug dealing. Like just run a tight operation. Yeah, it's the whole uh, Armageddon thing. It's easier to pay your thugs <laughs> to kidnap a kid and kill his mom right. and stop a blind guy than it is to find another chemist to make drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. We get the muddy bus stop mm -hmm. scene. 
Yeah, which is, is one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Uh, it's, raining. it's raining. Oh no, you know what it is? is they, there's like crawfish. There's signs for like crawfish and stuff. So I think it's got to be like Louisiana or Some Alabama. Gulf Coast. Yeah, Gulf Coast okay. for sure. Yeah, the kid <laughs> and our main character Nick. They both fall like in the narc, mud, right? and they both take turns <laughs> making fun of each other in the most playful and entertaining way. Oh yeah? Well, if I catch pneumonia, it'll be all your fault. I'll try and live with the guilt. Don't you laugh. Well, I can see where I'm going. Oh! <laughs> That's funny. You're my knee. It hurts. I can't move. That's all right. Wait until the paramedics come. <laughs> Get another bus stop at a general store. This has to be in Iowa. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, and no, is... no, no. It's in Kansas. Because uh, the Kansas City Chiefs of Kansas. No, I went back and I was like, <laughs> that sign looked really funny. And I went back like 20 seconds and it said B space space T fudge in Kansas. It didn't even say best. So it might be butt, butt, fudge. butt fudging, yeah. butt fudge wow. in Kansas. So it might be butt fudge. <laughs> That's inaccurate reporting. And you were too quick to get the story for, out to check your facts. For a bus stop, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> butt fudge in Kansas. We're stopping there. Like, You're like yeah. Here, when you, once you have your butt fudge, it's time to stop yeah. in Kansas. Uh, yeah. So the you butt see, fudge. Limping back out to the bus. The butt fudge. In there. Let's keep. Let's just keep saying that mm -hmm. butt fudge. I just I like the sound butt of it. Butt fudge. Butt sure. fudge yeah. is just one of those. We have a new boo food introduced. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the kid. Butt fudge the kid runs to the payphone right to, to call, call his mom. mom. Yep. There hasn't been any indication so far on their road trip that he misses mom at all. Mm -mm. But, They're too busy fucking with each a, other. He has a new older male, you know, yeah. role model. It's kind of yeah, like... This is where he says, hey, everybody sleeps on each other's shoulders. I don't know. I figured we could do it tonight. <laughs> I think he's at the so age Kane where... So Katie kissed you on the mouth. <laughs> I, think, I think he's at the age where this kid can appreciate... He can appreciate adventure. And so he's wrapped up for a few days and just uh -huh. like enjoying the yeah. adventure. It's yeah. a road trip. Totally. Road trips are fun. And then all of a sudden he misses his mom. He gets on the payphone. They choose to... Zoom out and not play you the dialogue. I thought that was a great choice. When he tells him that his mom has died, there is no... What's what's her name, the mom's name? Mom. The actress? No, in the in the movie. Uh, Mrs. Devereaux. More like Devereaux. Whoa! <laughs> Janik? <laughs> Interesting that she keeps the guy's last name after they've been divorced for so long. Janik? Well, With the mathematics presentation? Exactly. So the kid runs off into the cornfield and I'm like, yes! Because I love cornfield scenes. Yeah, very all. similar to Joyride. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. single time I see a cornfield in a movie, it's a fantastic scene. Yeah. yeah. Then he just fucks with everybody. Yeah. All the, the bad guys. The guy eating so. the popcorn is a funny like audio yeah. moment. Yes. Like yes. there's just the fat guy thug who can't like He's put his popcorn tinker. down. Yeah, no, he he's, is the tinker. Yeah. <laughs> he's just eating popcorn. He takes the popcorn and it's in a cornfield. Is there something going on there with oh, the corn imagery? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, that's is a SOS. Some sort of like. <laughs> Corn hub, would you say? Corn hub. Ooh. <laughs> he does the thing where he jumps in the middle of the corn row, which is interesting uh, time to be able to use the term corn rows yeah. Yeah. without talking about hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. But he jumps in the corn row, and then he says, like, Shoot! 
yeah. it's badass. It's good comedic moments. Yeah, that's great. I think the fat guy at one point is running away and just runs into his sword that's like yeah. fully unsheathed. Yeah. That was a stupid death for him. This is a good time to plug our ad for Benchman. Not the top tier henchmen guys, but the guys that you want around <laughs> if you guys sick. Do you own or are planning to own a bench? To be clear, if you've previously owned a bench, this may or may not apply to you. If you used to own a bench but have no intention of getting a new bench, you can go ahead and disregard. But if you've owned a bench and are in fact planning on getting a new bench in the immediate or distant future, please listen carefully. Here at Benchmend, we've partnered with the International Brotherhood of Nondescript 80s Henchmen to bring you a world-class bench repair service. That sounds pretty interesting. How does it work? Well, I was already going to explain how it works, but thanks for interrupting. Here at Benchman, we recognize that movies today just don't seem to embrace the well-coiffed, tucked-in, mustachioed middle-aged bad guys the way they used to. Now, that didn't sit well with us. And then we thought, wonder what all those bad guys are doing now that work has dried up. And that didn't sit well with us either. So we tried to find a partnership that could help us, help you, and help them help you, which would also help us. Now when you call Benchman, we'll send you an able-bodied, well-coiffed, tucked-in, mustachioed middle-aged bad guy to come out and repair your bench. If you'd like, feel free to come at them with a knife or an insult or smash a bottle on their head, anything like that. Don't worry, these guys are trained professionals. Benchmen, let's mend those benches. I'm pretty sure Brandon wanted you to do an ad about Benchmen, like the backup henchmen that we've been talking about all episode. No, I, I did and I didn't. You didn't. Benchmen. Slag is the only one that has the forethought to wear a bulletproof vest. He wears yeah. a bulletproof vest, which is also a swordproof sword vest. Swordproof, sorry, sorry, swordproof vest. he finds a shed in the middle of the cornfield to, to put the, guy, the, the kid. Right. And, and then he climbs on top and he climbs of the shed. On That's top. smart. He's very smart. He gets to higher mm. ground. Yeah. Anybody who's read The Art of Take War by Sun Tzu will tell you, you it's all about the higher ground, I think. I never read the book myself. Yeah. But I think it's in the art of war. Probably. <laughs> so after Nick goes full swordsman in the cornfield, he I'm finally approaches Slag, and it's so interesting. Like the way he's able to cut the support of the shed in a way that makes Slag fall off the top, but, but still protects but Billy. Still protects Billy. It's like Insane. I don't care if you have you could superhuman whatever like nobody is assessing the structural integrity of that shed through sound without yeah <laughs> right. i don't care right. if you have all your senses like there's no way he read the blueprints in braille prior to this just <laughs> yeah, in like, case what yeah they were already in braille for some reason it was he weird was like, oh this is convenient oh it was built by whistler that's <laughs> yeah. that's nice yeah but so he slashes up slag and you're led to believe like all right cool that guy is vanquished and then almost immediately after saving Billy, it cuts to nighttime when it's raining. Yeah, it's raining all of a sudden. Rips open his shirt to reveal yeah. the swordproof vest, which is just the most like James Bondy, yeah. like very cheesy well, and he, villain. And he laughs. He laughs. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Like, if I was in that situation <laughs> yeah. and I like wake up and I'm like, oh shit, I'm alive. I'm not like. <laughs> But was he live to fight oh, another day? Oh, good. Get was, he, was he playing dead? Or, like, why would you know. get knocked out from, like, getting your... Blood force trauma to the... Ch I don't know. Yeah, butt yeah. fudge, butt fudge no, trauma. No, I thought he was trauma. unconscious. But still, I think any 
like skilled swordsmen would know the difference of whether or not somebody was sliced. World class swordsmen. Or, or where they were sliced with a vest. Yeah. You would be Just able to feel, feel that. Yeah. Yeah. He should know like double tap that That's a good guy. Point. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. We catch back up with Nick and the kid and they're camped out by a fire. It's kinda like uh they're camping on their way to Reno, but it's also like, no, these guys are just homeless. Yep. Yeah. And stranded. And he has we the We haven't seen them eat all movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> famished. He has well, the a We have to assume that they got the butt fudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says corn? a strong yeah, man yeah. is never afraid to cry. But then he goes on to explain that his tears don't work. He says mm-hmm. the, that part of my brain uh, stopped producing and tears so, <laughs> or something. I thought it was really funny. Like he was telling the kid, like, no, a strong man is not afraid to cry. Oh, but I don't cry. Like, not me. No, like, I thought, for you, crying is good. I thought, good. I thought I, it was a reference I, I, I'm to... I'm not a crier. I thought it was a reference to, like, physically he can't cry. No, it was. Mortar. It no, was. I don't think it was. I think it was, like, his... Like, everything he's been through is, like, he's hardened... No, yeah, I thought emotion. his tear ducts no, were ruined no, no, when he went blind. Like his says. brain doesn't... The line... Like, the line is the places that make tears in my head don't work anymore. Yeah, I thought that was from the mortars. No, nah, I I think it's like he's seen so much uh, shit. This he's is a little so, bit more metaphysical. So broken that it's like he can't, right. yeah, he can't care. So at the end of the movie, when yes. he cries no, yeah. about oh, leaving, oh, that's it's, when it's, it's like, at the end of the movie. <laughs> it's a great Goodwill Hunting uh, reference is, right there, where it's like you know, I, one day I want to see you yeah. underneath the bridge catching my dinosaur, <laughs> and you'll and you'll start scars. crying. Yeah, still, the but movie. not today. Maybe going, at the end of the movie, going to see about a blind guy. <laughs> still, the the mechanics of him not being able to McCready cry set aside. He sets up crying as being the manly thing, and then like shoehorns at the end, like, "Oh, but I don't cry because I'm right, I'm right. really a man." Right, right. It's like, what are you trying to do? Well, to no, this I kid? don't. I think you're interpreting it wrong. <laughs> so right after yeah. that, he he uh, slices this bug. He hears the bug. It's flying near the kid. Brings out the sword, slices the bug. Don't bug me. There's a picnic (laughs) table nearby with this old couple who says, we should get one of those, honey. And yeah, and Nick smiles. What are they explaining? I got to get me one of those. Like a A sword sword or a blind man? I think, (laughs) yeah, like go to (laughs) blindguy.org. This scene, that part really uh, riled up a lot of emotions in me. I, uh, I take great pride in catching flies with my hands. Yep. Um, I'm really talented at it. Chopsticks too. And then watch go up. Seeing mm-hmm. him do that really put me in my place. Yeah. Because like I can't do that. Yeah. Try cutting one in half. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but that was like, a pretty big target. That was not a fly. It was a buzzard. It was like a. It was a small bird. It was a something. <laughs> yeah. They get to the guy's address in Reno. Of course, we know that he's being held hostage somewhere else. This is where Billy's like, "What if you don't want me, man? Yeah. How come you don't want me, man?" They go into Frank's apartment where the lady of the night is. Annie, the lady. Annie, of the yeah. Night. I don't know her. Lady of the night. The lady of the night. And and the director of the Notebook and his brother get the drop on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hard to believe. Because he's blind, and they're like, "Hey, blindy," or what do they tell him? Uh, yeah, hey, blindy works. Yeah, <laughs> these two guys are my favorite too. Yeah. You brother Lyle, brother Tector. Tector and Lyle. Yeah. Is that their name? Yeah. Proctor and Gamble. What is yeah. it? Tector yeah. and Lyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they get kidnapped in the van. You could tell that she, the lady of the night, is servicing them. She's servicing them, but she doesn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Pollard just going with it, being like, she's servicing them. She's, <laughs> she's definitely servicing them, uh, allowing them to get the drop on these guys, but she doesn't. 
like that it's rough in the servicing of them. Mm. Like it's a rough servicing. It's a rough servicing. Nick is able to coach Billy in a, in a way in order to get the handcuffs out, get his yeah. lighter out. This was another start a fire. He tells him how to do the grip. <laughs> yeah. 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 Risky move. Yeah. Start a fire in the van. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they stop. Well, and the best part was well, not the best part, they pass but out from the smoke. one of the one of the cool either way parts. they'll all be over soon. <laughs> one of the cool parts was when they escape and they knock out Tector and Lyle, the henchmen. They get in the car, the Rudger Hauer and the kid, and it's like, who's driving? Yeah. And it was like, I wasn't thinking about that when they right. were escaping. I was like, they're going to get out and run away. Yeah. And then it was like when they got in the car, it was yeah. a great little they, touch. Funny also, moment. I liked it. Good, yeah. good blind shenanigans yeah. where they throw out his staff out the window. Rudger Hauer hears it and yes. he's like, start counting. They're able to steal the van because of the fire diversion. What are the you van loon. Wait, the van loon? The van, van loon is experience? stolen. <laughs> they knock these guys out of the van. There's a great fire extinguisher to the head and laughing. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. a lot of these really good comedic moments in the middle of action sequences. It's a funny, yeah. fun movie. The the <laughs> thing that you just mentioned, like who's going to drive? And so yeah. the girl ends up driving. They steal the van. The thugs are able to steal a couple of old ladies' car. And uh, they stop to get the cane, and on the way back to the van, after they come back shooting, she breaks her glasses and can no longer yeah. drive. So, of course... She goes, I dropped my glasses. He steps on them and says... Whoops. I think I just found it. I can't drive without my glasses! <laughs> Lucky for me, I'm blind. Really navigate. I'm not very visually capable if i take my glasses off it's not good it's better than a blind guy (laughs) you should still drive the van that goes kind of to pollard's point where he's like he is very macho and it's just like no no i'm not gonna let this woman drive if she's a little bit blind better than i drive yeah it was it was like you know a crossroads in the writer's room how do we get him driving the car Mm -hmm. exactly and we they loved the joke where they're like who do you who's gonna drive and the woman steps in gets him with them so now the three of them are working together but still we got to get him driving down the wrong side of a one-way street yep. somehow yep. and that's yep. exactly what they do in the car chase scene. and not any one-way street downtown reno Woo! Yeah. down all the <laughs> glitz and the glamour pedestrians everywhere. oh yeah it's so, a busy day so nick's driving billy's giving direction because he's the only one in the car who can see at this point yeah what's annie doing and there? annie's just what's waiting she she's not useful at all. Brother Lyle and Brother Tector, their car flips over, so they're they're out of commission. Yeah, their car flips they over. They do the like ten second whoa. Yeah, yeah. The Dukes of turn. Hazard. <laughs> just like <laughs> we're <laughs> crashing. And then they they slam on the brakes like. <laughs> they slam on the brakes in, an inch before they run into a wall. To which he then says, "You know, maybe I should get my license again." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I just—he's a samurai with a code and a sense of well, humor. Well, and yeah. at the beginning of it, when he gets behind the wheel, he tells Billy, "Like, just tell me what to do." And for like four seconds, he's like, "You're swerving, go left." And then at the end, it's just Rudger Hauer driving <laughs> blind with yeah. no direction. Shut the for fuck like up, Billy! I got minutes. this. Like, <laughs> it's so absurd. It's awesome. So he drops the the lady of the night off he takes a taxi to find the dad and in the casino um they pass over an introduction of the it casino. is passover <laughs> in this movie there's really no problem you can come up against that isn't solved by just slashing it with the samurai sword right. <laughs> oh, can't get up that elevator yeah hit it with your samurai sword not winning in Vegas? Slash it with the samurai sword. Solved by arm wrestling, and this one <laughs> yeah. is solved by a samurai sword. So, so I get how his blind senses help him figure out that the roulette is rigged, because he can hear the beeping. How do they help him win? 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's really good at gambling. Yeah, he's killing it. He should just do that. He's also smoking a cigar and drinking champagne, which is a terrible combination. It looked like all of a sudden he like gave up on everything else. Just like fuck it, I'm in Reno. Yeah, this is my new life. (laughs) Yeah, I barely know this kid. Yeah, (laughs) and he's betting red repeatedly. They're chanting red every time because he's seeing red. I'm seeing red. And he slices the guy's eyebrows off. When he gets the eyebrows cut off, he's, you know, alarmed because that takes precision. But again, this is another scene where it's like, ha ha, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just like sort of hits him across the jaw and he's like out. Right. There's no power behind it. And he takes the time to jump on the desk, squat, yeah. and then go like this. And it's still that, not done powerfully. But that is a, the coolest move in that whole thing is the jump on the desk. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is just. Because he can't see. And also exactly. the line. He's like, all, man, I hope I hit this desk right. I could also the fuck line, up this landing. The line right after, I also do circumcision. Yeah. Mm. That was great. Classic. So they head to up to MacReady's place, which is basically a Bond villain's location it's awesome yeah meet me at this ski lodge that i also own and probably have to pay it's like the craziest on top of a mountain layer what a that, room that fitness center with yeah. the jacuzzi that's a great place to have the climax yeah. sword right. fight of the movie <laughs> when they arrive at the top of the ski lift they have 30 henchmen just blast a thousand bullets a lot in there. of them and it's like aren't they trying to keep the chemists alive to make the drugs why are they trying to kill them right right it doesn't make any how, sense how do they know they don't like yeah, shoot the drugs as integral where you had to go through this whole elaborate this whole thing, thing to get yeah, this guy to make drugs like, <laughs> you're spraying it with a thousand bullets what <laughs> but that leads to one of the best lines in the movie oh, god damn that thing's got more holes than my daddy's rubber Woo! <laughs> i didn't know dad wore rubber <laughs> <laughs> that was the one useful thing that Frank did. He's throwing those Molotov cocktails in the room, and it's causing, like, background fires. But it doesn't do anything. No, no. But when he pulls the fuse... You also have the line where the henchmen say, I can't see a thing. And then you have Rudger Howard sneak up behind him and say, that's where I live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, one, that one's awesome. He yeah. gets, like, 15 <laughs> guys in one room. Yeah, in a movie sword. full of stupid lines. It's like, yeah, ah, like he's been holding on to that Kind of poetic, yeah. For so long. Oh, yeah. You know? They, he gets made fun of, and he can't deliver that line. Right. But once someone feels his struggle, it's like, here it is. I there you go, it. bitch. Yeah. yeah. And this is where we get the... Uh, the Asian guy, Katana. Bruce Lee's brother. Bruce yeah. Lee's brother, mm-hmm. sword fight. Uh, he uh, places his hand on his face at one point and says, oh, Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I can't decide uh, if that's racist or not. Uh, it's it's a little bit. Yeah. Another thing that happens in this part of the movie that also goes to show like how fiscally irresponsible McCready is and how like I don't understand any place that he's putting his money. Yeah. He invites the guys that are buying the drugs to the ski lodge. Yeah. Yeah, to hang out. To hang out. And then they leave. They're like, we have other appointments to pick up drugs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're out. And then, so he doesn't sell the drugs. And then when the Japanese swordsman comes out, he's like, I paid a lot of money to see this. So he's, uh, he's just hemorrhaging yeah. money. Yeah. 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 He's paying for everything. Yeah. God. No, it's, it's, it's going to some guy's house to buy a PlayStation and being like, it'll be here in three hours. Like, I'm taking off in 20 minutes, dude. Like, God. He definitely has like a, a, a pen where he arranges exotic animal fights. Yes. You know, yes. like. A giraffe and a uh, grizzly bear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A wombat and a bat injected with steroids. No issue. Yeah. $75,000. Okay. Sign here. Yeah. Yeah. And what's good money to him? I don't think he has that much. I don't get the impression he's that rich. He owns a casino, but it's not doing well. Maybe a couple grand. (laughs) 
I just I don't get it. <laughs> and then he it watches. Seems like he has a lot of assets. And then he watches that liquid. Japanese man get electrocuted in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he has. That's another way that he spends. <laughs> Was his that money. a good outcome for him or a bad? I, I don't mean, know. either way. Like he just he didn't say he paid money for him to kill him. No, he just said he, he just paid said money to watch. Money to see this. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Smut. Whatever happens. <laughs> Dangerous to have a huge sun lamp. You know, fixated right next to a jacuzzi. That is yeah. A huge and sun lamp. when it malfunctions or it's sliced and it falls into the water, you're reminded every five seconds that that is a, a bath full of electrocution because right. it sparks. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there's the trapeze right above it. I, I don't yeah, know I didn't, where know, that came I didn't from. know what was going on. But yeah. we get a good sword death with the final showdown with Slag. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's out the window, down the side of the mountain. A la Darth Maul. He's mm-hmm. cut in MacGruber. half. <laughs> and it is the one use of CGI in the film. Yeah. Everything else is is practical. I don't know about that. I wasn't convinced that ski lift was like actually a ski lift. <laughs> well like when they were going green in the screen. Thing, like, yeah. right, right. It could have well, been a miniature. Yeah, yeah, green yeah. screen. Green screen's one thing. But this was like yeah, CGI right. body parts right. yeah. falling down, you know, who knows how but, long of a Did we trick you? That was actually practical <laughs> effects. <laughs> don't don't trick yourself. Did you think it was real? <laughs> Not this time. Yeah. Our um, riders fooled you? Yeah. What happens to McCready? Uh, he pulls a shotgun at one point. The right. last stitch effort to stay alive, he pulls a shotgun on him. Um, and then Frank Frank throws the, you know, he tackles him. I get the impression the he owns away. all of Reno now. Yeah, but... Like, it ended well for him. Yeah. Like, after Slag gets cut in half, like... They don't really show it. No. No, they don't. He's You're just right. like, all right, He's got cool. no more Benchman, but he's not going to die for this. No, no, he's not going down. This very little amount of drugs. Like, when Terry O'Quinn's like, grab the drugs, it's like... <laughs> It's like yeah, a little a little shoebox. Yeah, like a it's lady like shoe not box. big enough to put like a toy gun in. Right. Like, yeah, but they for sure cut it with like Tide Pods and I, other yes, shit. Yes, yeah. it was just like okay, none of this movie made sense. You're doing so much to get this guy to make drugs, and then you find out he's not even making that much well, drugs. It doesn't, no. even, it doesn't look like drugs per se. It looks no. like some like broken glass. Like there's such little pop rocks. hard pieces. Yeah, yeah. Pop rocks. it was yeah. Pop, it was blue pop rocks. Our guy, our victorious few. The three of them, four of them. It's yeah. the girl, it's <laughs> the Frank, waitress. Nick, and the kid getting on a bus to San Francisco. Yeah. And this kid doesn't know the dad. He barely knows this lady. Yeah. And it's like, you're going with this new mom now. Have yeah, fun. Exactly. And uh, he's torn up about blind guy going away. Yeah, he really has connected. And the and blind guy says, um, you know, go back to your dad. And, she, and the kid goes, but I need you. And he says, I'm very fond of you. But go back to Whoa. your dad. Yeah. Billy runs around screaming, I need you and I hate you. He's a yeah. little bit confused. But finally he throws his uh, toy dinosaur over the bridge to which he doesn't hear it drop. And he knows, there's a knowing look from Billy, that Nick mm-hmm. has caught the toy and is still there. But then I got the, the impression the, he was on. He didn't think gravity was real anymore at that point. He's like, I'm a flat earther. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything I'm reading on the internet that makes sense. is true. Yeah. Um, Frank comes and picks up the kid. They go on their way, and Nick gets the tear out of yes. his eye, which is great payoff. The end of his story arc. Yeah. My my feeling is that he didn't choose to go on the bus because he realized. He's killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He should maybe lay low for a while. And, I was trying to look up the yeah. kill count. What, what do you think it was? Uh, dozens. It's got to be at least 20. There's dozens of yeah. us. <laughs> it says kill count 19. I don't buy it. No, that more than sounds, that. There's 19 in the musical instruments like, you know, alone. Yeah. It also like, knocks people out that aren't like, kills per se. 
The, the end. end. Virtual therapy is all the rage nowadays. Video counseling sessions allow you to get quality mental health care from the comfort of your own home. What could be better than that? Well, I'll tell you, celebratherapy. That's right. Don't you ever wonder what it would be like for Oprah to guide you through those turbulent moments in your life? Or having Kim Kardashian lend an empathetic ear while you discuss your marital troubles and fear of intimacy. And now, with the How Are You Doing app, let Rudger Hauer be your therapist and guide on the path to wellness. Before his death in 2019, actor and environmentalist Rudger Hauer recorded hours of dialogue specifically for the How Are You Doing app. This dialogue can be used to support you through any crisis. For example, if I open up my How Are You Doing app, I can tell Rudger Hauer, um, I'm feeling like I really messed up on this presentation at work and it's really dealt a blow to my confidence. You performed admirably. Oh, well, thank you. It's still been rough. I feel like I could have that imposter syndrome that a lot of people talk about. Please, not a chance. <laughs> I'm glad you think so, Rudger. There's also this girl at work I was thinking of asking out. Do you think that would be a good idea or- Foolish! Oh, why do you think it would be foolish? Your heart is mine. Uh, I'm kind of confused. I think maybe there's still some bugs that need to be worked out with this app. I think not. Well, yeah, I think so, because a lot of the things you're telling me don't make sense. Your time is up. Okay, I, I didn't know this was a timed app. Farewell. Um, well, that's, that's How Are You Doing? The How Are You Doing app by, by Rudger Hauer. Jesus. Let's feel our way into categories. Uh, Japanese, huh? <laughs> Why don't we start with the best scene I saw? RP, what do you got? I'd have to go with the van kidnapping from the two redneck thugs with the cowboy hats. Mm -hmm. the Director of the notebook. The yep. comedic exchange when they first uh, get the drop on our guy and then into the van and then they into start the, the then they start the fire and they're getting out who's gonna drive he's gotta drive after her glasses break the old lady is like so much of that culminating in the Reno the <laughs> Reno card chase scene like that whole thing was just such a really good stretch yeah. for me it's that one one slam dunk scene after another yeah it was like like I said there's so many good scenes and so many good action scenes but that one in particular like it kept moving forward mm -hmm. and entertain entertaining me in a way where like well and then it went backwards when he had to get his cane <laughs> right yeah there, was a, yeah there was a small lull in the middle of right. that well, but for the most part it was just like constantly engaging keep moving forward time was passing without me knowing it like that's a mm -hmm. sign of a good scene to what you're talking about like it's something we didn't go over yet where the two guys are driving the van the kid and rutger hauer in the back and there's the woman sitting backwards to the road up front with yeah. them like on the guy's lap or whatever yeah that would and make me car sick yeah, and the guy driving like looks over at the girl, and the other brother is like, "Hey, keep your eyes on the road, man." And then the next moment, the driver hands the other guy a Seagram's bottle, and they they're just like <laughs> drinking. And it's like, are you trying to be safe and keeping your eyes on the road, or are you getting liquored up and the, you have a yeah. woman? Like you're confused. The front mm -hmm. that everything front seat, was weird. that reminds me of when he cuts his hand on the sword. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he pulls out the stick, realizes that there's a sword in there. Mm -hmm. He touches the end of the blade, cuts his thumb. He's alarmed. Whoa, yeah. this is sharper yeah. than I thought. Throws the thing out and then asks her to suck on his thumb. Yeah. She sucks on his thumb in a way that 
I wasn't sure if she was into it or not. I know. I don't think she was into At that point, she saw that they were trying to escape in the back. So I think she was just trying to buy time. She was Okay, that's fair. So she was just playing the part. Yeah, to, that makes sense. So. But the scene had a lot of just like weird, interesting moments. Yeah. Even outside of the like very clear, like exciting and fun yeah. moments. Yeah. The, where it was just the like, dialogue from those two thugs to me was like every single line was so good. Tector and Lyle? Tector and Lyle. <laughs> Proctor and Gamble. Yeah. Brandon, best scene you saw. Very similar to Pollard. There's way too many good scenes for me to pick the one that I love the most, but I'm going to go with the cornfield scene. Mm -hmm. Again, yes. starts out with what we talked about, that that zoom out of the camera so you don't get to hear the words that are exchanged in that very dramatic moment where Rudger Hauer has to tell Billy, hey, your mom got blasted to death with a shotgun. That's how it starts, and then he goes into the cornfield. Again, top eight cornfield mm -hmm. scenes of all time right yeah the absolutely. internet can't be wrong with Confirmed. that that's probably the most notable thing this movie has to its name yeah, yeah. i agree but and then it's just uh, again him being blind it makes the action a little bit different than you would see in other 80s action movies right he gets the scarecrow he hears the guys in the cornfield he there's comedic moments where he has them shoot each other the guy just the, runs into his the sword. fat guy runs into the sword <laughs> tons of people die yeah. it's crazy and then it culminates yeah. in the classic mccready or not mccready slag gets slashed and then in the most james bond villain way wakes up when it's uh raining and just starts laughing when his I evil laugh laughing, yeah, yeah it's it's so cartoonish but great and entertaining and best scene i saw yeah, I, I love the cornfield scene. I love the driving scene. Um, I'm going to go with the intro to the movie, the diner scene, oh, where you yeah. just get the, the, the guy, the hot sauce, the mm. plan on, like, just just really stupid, mean jokes. But I loved, um, kind of like we already talked about, just setting this guy up as a buffoon hero, not like a badass hero, just the low impact yeah. strikes that knocked out people like it was just it was so comical the way he was like here hold this and then bang and then like yeah. swapping yeah it was love insane. It. uh and so at that point it just really set the tone for me of like this is goofy yep and i'm in uh the best thing i saw was the casino scene yes <laughs> um i love the the henchmen it looked like they got a ken and ryu <laughs> and then they oh, gave him yeah. the, they gave him both the same Kenny Powers makeover. Yes. Like, yeah. DiGiorno pizzas like, five days a week. Pair, you both have mullets the yeah. same length. Yeah. The, the goatees, like they're they're in line. Like this is great. multiracial though. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue if you do what I do when you gotta take a poo. I'll start. How did the hairdresser maintain so many mullets? The hairs, mm. the hair styles in this movie are fascinating and beautiful. This so. made me think about status and hair and wordplay. Head honcho, big wigs. Ah, uh, got poofy yeah. hair. That's a power status. Yeah, maybe. true. So yeah. maybe they were playing to that. But I would always prefer a natural mullet to a, a mullet wig. Right, right. Like a big natural mullet wig yeah yeah that's the magazine you subscribe You're to big naturals <laughs> big no it's big mullets oh right right it's a different one that i'm thinking of not little mullets pollard how do you do that how do you do it how do you do it we talked about this a lot already but how did he stumble around and be so clumsy throughout mm -hmm. the film all on purpose mm -hmm. like 
I like that. We kind of reached that when we were going through the plot that perhaps it's a part of his ploy to always have the, the leg up on everyone. Yes. Because if he appears cl- clumsy um, in normal everyday situations, then when it comes to a fight scene, he's got a, you know an advantage. But it still is so like, wait, he's a superhuman who can coordinate himself so well with a sword and fight anyone who comes at him, but he can't see the mud puddle that's in front of him. My how do you do that was the same exact one. It yeah. was... It was how did he, you know, straddle that line, so Whoa, to speak. Lots of straddling. Um, like but, 80s and 90s. Woo, yep. But also, I really believed it. Like, I believed he was a complete buffoon. And I also believed he was this, like, superhero, yeah. like, yeah. can save the day guy. Like, he straddled both roles that's, very well. That's why this movie works so well, is yeah. the plurality of thought that you have going on. The sure. amount of straddling, the way that they straddled the comedy and mm-hmm. the intensity was in the same way like making that more believable, that he could yeah. be a little bit of a doofus, but also a world-class sword. Yeah. And like you were talking about, how the Lady of the Night in the van scene also straddles, and it's just like, Ooh. so much straddling going yeah. on. Yeah. 80s, 90s, Roadhouse, over the top, we're straddling on straddling. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to That Had to Hurt. Kyle, that had to hurt. Um, like over the top, I'm going with being the mom had to hurt. Mm. You open your door and invite a blind man inside your house who says he was friends with not your husband, but your ex-husband. You're kind enough to let him inside. Only moments later, trouble follows him. You end up getting a shotgun to the chest. That had to hurt. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, a gang of thugs is trying to murder your son. That, that had to yeah, hurt. And uh, with your dying breath, you have to beg a blind man you just met to protect your son. And it really had to hurt to just kind of fade into blackness thinking, this blind Vietnam vet I just met is definitely not going to protect my son. Yeah. He's toast. No, because <laughs> she she dies before she sees him you know, unleash all of his samurai powers. <laughs> right. So she thinks he's a yeah. generic blind man yeah. that's going to save her son. No, right. she, she goes to her deathbed thinking, my son's going to get murdered and I... God could have given me anyone in this moment. Right. They gave me a blind man. Also, yeah. also he's wearing yeah. a trench coat. He's got sunglasses. Could be a diddler. Yeah. 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 You don't know. I, he, he didn't show he any identification. Diddly-ish. <laughs> she trusted him a lot, though, when he first came in. I know. She was so nice. That's what I'm saying. She's yeah. a very kind woman. Uh. Pollard. Uh, it had to hurt to be Frank. Because. Frank, Frank Stallone. I mean, he was in a, uh, in a tough situation of the whole film. Had to get saved by this blind guy he hasn't seen in 20 years. and well, He the, abandoned in Vietnam. Right. He doesn't contribute anything to their safety and, and their success in getting out of it. And then he throws a couple of Molotov cocktails and turn the lights off. That was it. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, when they're getting on the bus, like the kid runs after this guy, Nick. You know that if Frank left right when the bus was leaving... That kid would not run after his dad. Yeah, no, he he had just as much yeah. uh, connection with the cocktail waitress as he did with his yeah. biological so father. So the emotional relationship between this kid Billy and this guy Nick is so much stronger than he has with his own father that it had to hurt to be frank at the end there. He left the kid. Like I think he's stoked when he runs off the bus to go get the yeah, blind guy. Yeah, he's like, go, guy. go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this yeah. new hot side piece. Yeah, like, the right. the, you know? the woman is the one that talked him into yeah. stopping. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think that did have to hurt if he actually cared about his son. I'm just not sure he cared about. That's him. true. That's yeah. a good point. 
I think it had to hurt having your whole operation come crumbling down because of this blind guy. Yeah. Like, it has to make you reassess not only the financial situation, but just the operational organization. Right. It's a guy he, he it's took... a guy at the top that he's giving, you know, yeah. orders to that's like, hey, rather than finding another chemist, we need to kidnap right. this kid so that we can make this other guy make drugs. That's a bad yeah, this, that's a bad plan. That yeah. right from the top <laughs> cost him a lot. He, yeah. yeah. He loses all his benchmen. Yeah. yeah. Plus this uh Japanese swordsman <laughs> that he invested a lot of money right. into as well. If you're also reporting this to your boss saying like, hey, d- things didn't go as planned. Just leave out the fact that he's blind. That's humiliating. <laughs> right. Like, we got yeah. taken down by this blind guy. Just, yeah. Just say, like, you know, blind. he had pre- <laughs> he had protection. You yeah, know, like, yeah. there, there's somebody there. He's very well-trained in martial arts. Yes. Yeah, there's so plenty well of other trained. attributes yeah. to bring up besides yeah. that. How many people has he killed? Technically only two, and the other six killed each other. <laughs> yeah. He's a master manipulator. <laughs> Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice. Organizes the reunion. Frank Devereaux organizes the reunion. After him and his son and the cocktail waitress girlfriend take their trip to San Francisco, they decide to go south to Paula Casino. They go south. <laughs> where they get to enjoy the beautiful Choices Buffet, which is $25.99 if you get the Players Club card. Okay. Uh, Pollard, who organizes the reunion? I want to see the reunion organized by McCready because we don't yeah, know what happens. So I think that there's um, some vengeance that he needs to carry out on this guy, Nick. And Nick is still in Reno, and McCready is still in Reno. So the reunion is another clash of McCready versus Nick in Reno. I think Terry Quinn organizes the reunion. I think he rents out an island, and he rents an oceanic plane, and he gets everyone on the plane, and they fly to the island. And they crash there, and this island's mysterious, right? There's like a hatch under the ground. There's polar bears running around. There's this group of other people on the island. Yeah. Um, the island has mysterious powers. Uh, Terry Quinn was handicapped also. He was in a wheelchair when he got on the plane. But on this island, he could walk around. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there is there a series of numbers? Sounds like the Air Force One reunion. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. Air Force One? <laughs> well, the one with Janik. Ah, yeah. nah, never seen what's it. A, what's the kid's name in this movie? Billy. I think Billy organizes the reunion. I can tell you put a lot of thought into this one. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. Pine Rollard, what do you got? I want to give my Clutch Award for this episode to our very own Brandon. Yes! Yeah, so... Thank you, thank you. The selection... The movie choice in this selection for this week on this podcast, to me, was the cl- most clutch moment of the entire experience. Mm. So the fact that I wow. did not know that this movie existed and now I do and have enjoyed it is the best thing that's come out of all this. So that's that's what this pod you. is all about. Thank Discovery. You. No, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for yeah. for me. You're very welcome, Aaron. You're gonna like this one. Maybe he's got a back to back coming. Double feature. My clutch award. Goes to Slag. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's so a cool. close second. Close he's second. so cool. Right. I really started rooting for him because I thought he was just such a cool guy. Uh, 
Yeah, it's Slag. And his name is Randall Cobb. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. He rolls yeah. his own cigars. That's clutch. Yeah, that's a badass move. Yeah. yeah he, well, he was good. He was a good hand. I would have liked to he see him face off against the I used to fuck guys like you in prison guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I would have liked to see that showdown. Yeah, I feel like he would have won Slag because mm-hmm. he just has a bulletproof vest and like doesn't play by the rules. Right. Whereas the other guy was just like, let's go straight up, man. The other man. guy's more passionate. Slag's more just diabolical. Although the other guy like would have done the, the pool cue backflip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is hard to sure, sure. hard to counter. Yeah. <laughs> and he's younger, I think, than Slag. I said, you yeah. like this shit. He said, I love it. And <laughs> he can ride a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Kyle, clutch award. I was going to give my clutch award to whoever made the cane sheath slash sword combination that's great clutch because word. if there's a blind dude waving a samurai sword around <laughs> in public he's getting tackled that's a liability mm-hmm. but the fact that he can hide this very deadly weapon in plain sight yeah. and play it off as like ah, i'm just a blind guy i don't know where i'm going this right. is my blind yeah, stick. Yeah. that guy's clutch i don't know where he got it God bless him. Imagine it was I think in he, Vietnam. I think right? he got it in Vietnam, which is another attribute of the cane that's great, is that you can mm-hmm. sneak that on a yeah. plane. So I was going to give it to that, but I'm giving it to Brandon. Yes! Too clutch. He came in so clutch. He's been saying, let's watch this fucking movie. And I didn't think of it, but when Pollard said it, it's like, yes, this has to go to Brandon. I will This is Ben gladly. Brandon's. If this movie sucked... Like, when we watch Thinner, you're not getting the Clutch Award, but Absolutely today not. you get it, and you deserve it. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for showing it. us this movie. I greatly appreciate it. I'm not going to give the Clutch Award to myself. That would be... Three I feel like that would just be against the rules of the 5GFA code. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, our rules are vague, it's un- yeah. but that's one of them. There's couth and there's uncouth, as Devin yeah. would say. Um, so I'm just going to go generic Clutch Award to all the Benchmen out there. Just because... Yeah. Just because yeah. You know, Nick doesn't have to do much to take these guys out. You have guys running into swords. You have guys shooting each other at his command. Uh, they just, they really help him out. They really help him out. As good of a blind swordsman as he is, I feel like if there were all, if they were all at the level of slag, might have been a little bit tougher for him. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. he's he's got a lot of things going for him, thanks to those Benchmen. This movie brought them to the forefront. I never thought about Benchmen until yeah. this movie put them on the map. Benchmen like, button. Like, you know what? It's a collective I'm gonna, clutch. I'm going to change mine. I'm going to change mine. I'm okay. going to give the clutch award to Kyle for coming <laughs> up with right, for coming Kyle. up with coming up with the term Benchmen? Yes. On yeah. the spot? That's yes. good. That was a good right. play you. on words. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Kyle. You've earned it. <laughs> My third clutch award. That's now. your clutch, man. Yes. yes, yes. So just to recap, I'm the only one who gave it to someone in the movie. Well, that's your mistake. <laughs> I, I love what the clutch award has become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's become what you want it to become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's clutch. So I'm should we change give, mine. Should we give the clutch award to the clutch award? Uh, that Is that possible? So clutch. Out of all the categories, it's the most clutch. I just got to say it. You got to say it, and you're right. You're right, forgotten to say that. Let's move on to quotes. I get the window seat. You don't need it. You're blind. Get me there, little prick. I'll start things off. Kyle, what's the quote I wanted to say? <laughs> do you want to read it, or do you want you me to read, read it? You can read it for me. Aaron's quote that we really liked is, have them send me up some roasted chicken and chocolate pudding. Yeah. What? What it's, scene is that? I miss that entirely. Casino. It's the, the I think casino. it's the bad guy. 
yeah. is like talking to someone on the phone right. or something, and he's like, have them send me up some roasted chicken and chocolate pudding. That was great. I loved it. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that's it, a it, good it's pairing. A fun, uh, that was a good, it was a good quote. A fun, <laughs> a fun pairing. Kyle, quotes. Uh, my quote is, when Hut, when Hutger Hour, <laughs> when Rutger Hauer is in the back of the van with the kid, yes. and they're trying to get untied, and he goes, "Slide your butt through your arms." <laughs> <laughs> Rutger Hauer tells a ten-year-old who's tied up in a van to slide his butt through his arms, <laughs> and it saves them, and that's clutch. <laughs> yes, uh, it does. Uh. I have so many quotes, but just to go off of that one, <laughs> Rudger Hauer in that same scene realizes that he's too fat to get out of his handcuffs, and he goes, uh, too much a linguine. <laughs> what? It's a really, you I know, miss that. You got to rewind it and see it again, but uh, yeah. it's just a, it's yeah. a great moment. They, like, knew, they knew it was releasing in yeah. West Germany, which is sort of close to Italy, and right. it would play well. Yeah. In Vietnam, he was plant-based, and so everything yeah. was much better, yeah. but since he's moved back home, yeah, exactly. he's put on a few. Exactly. That butter knife ain't gonna stop no bullet. Yeah. Classic. Uh, I get the window seat. You don't need it. You're blind. You got me there, you little prick. Yeah, that also a good one. And then when uh, McCready is trying to talk the the drug buyers at the ski resort to stick around, he says, "You're fixing to make a grievous error, Sonny boy." Yeah. Just a good. great mm-hmm. down south right euphemism, I guess. Paul right. quotes. I can't ignore Don't Leave Me, Everybody Leaves Me from Billy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I would, but you can't. I can't ignore it. So I'm choosing not to. And that is the best quote of the movie. You get really affected by children getting left by their paternal figures, like the perfect storm, the John C. Riley moment that really teared you up. No, that's true. They're both good moments. Let's move on to. Also, what takes me also, out of the movie? What takes? I forgot a quote. I wrote it down, but I think we should revisit it. Uh, the sign outside the general store that said "Best Fudge in Kansas." That was my other. That's quote. not what it says. You got the quote wrong. It's "Butt Fudge in Kansas." Oh, I love that sign. What a great sign in a movie. Incredible. The sign award goes to. Yeah, we should add a category. We don't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming in. Keep tacking them on. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? For a second, I thought I was watching the wrong movie. Fucking nuts, man. Like, it made no sense to me because everyone knows blind people can't act. Oh, God. And then they go to Reno, like... Like, we're going to take a bus from Miami to Reno? It doesn't exist. Did Vietnam kill the name Charlie? One of my notes on here is just one word, candy. Kyle's established that he doesn't care at all about the kid. <laughs> Much to Janice's chagrin. <laughs> there has to be a fucking reason, kid. Look in the mirror, man. Take a fucking long look in the mirror. He's terrible. Oh, or huh? Japanese, huh? Yeah, Japanese, huh? Question mark? So... All right, that, that'll do as well. Let's move on to what takes me out of the movie. What takes me out of the flick? Kyle, what takes you out of Blind Furry? Uh, there's a lot of moments to pick from. They're all pretty much Rudger Hauer moments. 
Um, I'm going to go with when he's sitting in the park and without provocation throws a slice into the air and cuts the fly in half. But what really took me out of it is that couple's like in their mid seventies and from far away is like, wow, did you see that? Yeah. It's like, no, no one saw that. That was no. a fly getting cut in half from forty feet away. Next to a ten year old yeah. boy. Yeah. Right. They seemed impressed that, that he's the, not related to. <laughs> yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Like it, get a young couple in there at least to make right. it believable that they could see that if far. I, if I see an old man <laughs> waving a sword around right. And a passed out boy next to him yeah. in a campsite. I'm thinking that's his murder victim. Yeah, I'm right. saying. I'm saying. Did you see that with completely different context? Yes. 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 Yeah. I thought it was. Maybe they were just talking about that. Did you see that? We gotta that get ourselves one of those. <laughs> we gotta get. <laughs> How does that work? Okay. You know that the, the couple that like watches TV and buys everything on that's on the infomercials. So. You know, they're ready to buy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, three payments of fifty nine ninety nine. I mean. You get your own blind sword. It looks like a cane, but it's a yeah. sword. And they can use the flies. cane, too, because they're old. Yes. So it's got multiple uses. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fly swatter and a cane. <laughs> fly dicer. That is multiple yeah. uses. That's two. Once I've got one three easy payments. <laughs> yeah, they're not hard. Uh, or are they? <laughs> Brandon, what takes you out of the movie? Even though it's one of my favorite scenes, just how cartoonish the uh, Latino guys are in yeah. the Mexican restaurant yeah. in the beginning. It's so insane that they go from like fucking with a blind guy to playing monkey in the middle with mm-hmm. some lady's purse to like, I'm going to pull out a knife and kill this guy. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, just, it just escalates so quickly. Yeah. Again, I already talked about the accent and the way he says burrito. Burrito. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it takes me Also, out of if they're looking for trouble and they choose to pick Big on the trouble. blind guy in Little China. Like they're not that hard. Yeah. No. Yeah, let's pick what on a blind they? guy and a little lady. Yeah, come on. They're trying to be thugs in this and town it, where the fact that it's Yeah, so mine mine is also that whole scene. The yeah. fight because the fight sets it like I mentioned, it sets it off on like a weird note where yeah. you're like, Okay, I already don't believe this is ser- you know, that kind of tone. Yeah. But then the hot sauce, the burrito looks terrible. And the fact that this is during the day, if it had been a local night cantina, <laughs> right? these guys being tough would have made a little more sense. But it's like they're day drinking. Yeah. And just like the purse monkey in the middle is, it's just so unnecessary for men that are of that age. They're, all, they're all of different ages yeah, if you right. look closely. Unnecessary is a perfect word for the entire scene. Sure. There's no reason to tap him on the shoulder. There's no reason to put the hot sauce in there. Yeah. There's no reason to steal the purse. No. Or when the blind guy has the purse, pull out your switchblade. Right. It's all unnecessary. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. Pollard, what takes you out of the movie? The whole cocktail waitress thing. Like, at first, I'm not sure if she's a prostitute or not. Mm-hmm. And then the she seems like she's the only friend that this guy Frank has in Reno. Yeah. And and he probably pays for her. him. Reno. But then she flips on him to basically almost get them killed. But then she tries to make it up and gets them out in the car chase scene. And then at the end, is she really ready to raise this kid? Like, all of a sudden, it's a family on the yeah. way to San Francisco. Like, her role in the film took me out. I didn't know at any point whether she was good bad helping hurting right and at the end for her to be so important to be like dating the dad yeah. what yeah she's not ready to raise this kid yeah too. They, like, they included her in the kidnapping at the very end of the movie they could have easily yeah. just been like hey we have your son 
But now it's like, we've got your son and the cocktail waitress that you like. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well. And the lack of remorse yeah. that Terry <laughs> O'Quinn back my shows. Yeah, exactly. The lack of remorse Terry O'Quinn shows for his uh, ex-wife, where he's just like reading the paper and it's like, wife is dead, kid's kidnapped. He but doesn't this, really care. This cocktail waitress <laughs> yeah. has no pants, cocktail so I'm in. Is around, so I mean, that's cool. Uh, let's move on to McMulligan's. Brandon McMulligan. I mean, this is a perfect movie. I got skip it. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, Pollard McMulligan. You say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an imagination. I just have uh, an improvement I'd like to make in terms of setting. Reno, for me, is... uh, You're not too keno on Reno. I'm not. It's not really doing it for me. Like, just make it Vegas. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Bye, McMulligan. Like I said, more bumping into things. More Mr. Magoo. (laughs) Yeah. More, like, accidentally boarding a plane or almost stepping over a canyon or some weird, like... Just more of that. I can agree with you on that. Yeah. As many, I feel like there was enough. There's a handful of times where it's like, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. But I would have liked to see a, a couple more handfuls of that. Mm-hmm. That would have been very fun. Yeah, a lot of handfuls. Let's move on to SOS. Sending out an SOS. I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS. Are we doing a Ross yet? <laughs> a reboot? <laughs> Pollard, Ross us. I got one of those <laughs> S's. I got an S. Yeah, you got an S. Yeah, huh? I got an S. Huh? It's a sequel. Nick wanders the streets of Reno. That part sounds accurate. And I'm he- excited. Let me just cut you off now and say I'm excited because you put your elbows on the table. <laughs> you leaned into your little <laughs> yeah. tablet. Yeah. Like this is going to be an in-depth one. And no, I'm yeah, here. this I'm is here uh, for it. Are you here for this? Because <laughs> I I'm love ready. In-depth Pollard ones. The. Uh, so Nick's wandering the streets as we see the the way the credits roll at the end of the film. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can fill in the rest. <laughs> I hope that delivered what you were looking for. Um, I thought so, it'd be longer and more convoluted, I mean, but that was good. There's a showdown of sorts, and there's yeah. a lot more Benjamin, this and it's a lot of the same plot. But I want to, I want to raise. Can we call it a swords down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to raise the stakes though, and make this mm. a little bit more Love big to- business. A little yeah. bit more corruption on a big skit. Like he's not yeah, just yeah. saving a kid and a like guy. A five inch thick porterhouse. You want to raise the stakes. That's yes. right. Raise it up yes. real high. Yes. <laughs> and it's about big business. It's about corruption. It's about this entire little yeah. city, big city it. of Reno. USA versus Iceland. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Something like that. I'd like to see a origin story of. Uh, what's his name? The bad guy. Oh, McCree. You can see, spent a lot of time. Slag. 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 Uh, you don't slag. know Billy's name. You I don't know, know Slag's name. I want to know where Slag was before this and I why he agreed to work for this, you know, yeah. uh, McCready guy because yeah. he's a world class henchman and he should be working for the best of the best. Yeah, he's he very... is he is a Brad Wesley henchman. He's not a. Whatever guy, McCready, McCready henchman. Yeah. He he should not right. be there. How did he end up there? McCready. Why did Terry Funk get to be in Robert Loge's game? Like the henchman hierarchy is all yeah. fucked up. Yeah, no, Slag's at the top and he's working for the worst right. of right. The, the big bosses. Yeah, yeah, but it's all it's but all McCready, McCready for sure pays the best. <laughs> no, that's why no, he's, uh, he's in, no. That's, but that's pays, what I'm saying. That's Robert why he Loja pays the best. Is so much more affluent. I think I think Slag with Loja. So my Ross is... Yeah, uh, Brandon. Ross. 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 <laughs> a sequel where Billy 
inspired by his uncle Nick, attempts to blind himself to gain superhuman samurai skills. He pours bleach in both eyes. He blows the bleach in both eyes, but botches the job and ends up and ends up in a coma. The rest of the movie is a medical drama where Billy is on a ventilator and his family doesn't know if he'll survive. Nick shows up at the last minute and talks to Billy, hoping that his voice is able to bring him out of the coma. Using the same words Billy spoke to him at the end of Blind Fury, Nick tells him, Billy, I need you. He kisses Billy on the forehead, gets up and walks out of the room, but he trips on a cable because he's blind and can't see shit. Billy's ventilator goes down and he dies as Nick quickly makes his way out of the hospital to avoid suspicion. Wow. The end. That's great. Yeah. I would get out to avoid Beautiful. suspicion too. Oh if yeah, I, for sure. If I, did he murder him? He Accidentally. Didn't. He did. Okay, yeah. so he did murder Billy. Yes. <laughs> but I would sneak out of the hospital in that situation too. If it was an accident, yeah. I'm not sticking around to be like, hey, I tripped. I'm so sorry. Let me explain like, the situation <laughs> yeah, to you. That's no, not going no. well. I know I'm blind, but still. Yeah. He's blind. <laughs> Let's move on to genre swap. Cinderella. Or genre swap. Genre what? It could be a gross. <laughs> genre swap, reboot, origin genre stories, genre sequel, or spinoff. Or genre swap. Or genre swap. Gross. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. I have two genre swaps. Funky. One, I would have liked to see everything that happens in this movie take place in a Reno 911 episode. Nice. I think that would have been oh, yeah, fascinating yeah, 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 and well yeah. done. No, that's great. Um, that's good. My other one is... So you mentioned the last 15 minutes, you're like, I'm over this A little bit. Just a little bit. So then yeah, that would trim down the runtime to like an hour 10. <laughs> yeah. That's basically the length of an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, which <laughs> I feel like they probably have a very similar storyline in one of their episodes to I this. would love to see them go head to head. Yeah, like Walker, wow. Texas Ranger falls into this same roadhouse yeah. over the top. Yeah. Blind Fury. So like, does, realm, does Blind Dude, like, is he on Walker's side? And... Here's this. I think he is Walker. Randall Cobb is uh, in a uh, Walker, Texas Ranger episode. Is he? And Noble Willingham McCready is like a cast member in it. Whoa. I feel there's like so much there's yeah. so much crossover. Right. Uh, my genre swap, there's a scene where Tector cuts his hand like we talked yeah, about. There is. And uh, he says Proctor. Stupid things got a curse on it. Yes. First off. I love the lack of accountability for mm -hmm. him to just be like, ah, I cut my thumb on this. It's, it must be cursed. Right. Yeah. That's brilliant. I, I, rub my, I rub my hand against the sharp part of a sword, <laughs> yeah. and, and sword it drew blood. Yeah. Stupid thing's got Stupid a curse sword. on it. But what if an inanimate object passed a curse onto you, like a can opener or something, yes. where if you cut your finger on it, now you're blind, and you have Whoa. to murder people. It's your enraged. The curse is taking you. Do you okay. do you have okay. to murder people to gain your sight back? Yeah, the more people you murder, the more your sight comes back. But it, it never comes back fully. But it takes so like eighty always... people to get like yeah. all the way there. Right. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. It's like Highlander. Yeah, yeah. It's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's but the, the best, only the best, get the, the sight back. Or the yeah. one, Jet Li, the one. <laughs> yeah. So we had talked about this a little bit. Uh, a weird sex thriller, kind of like Eyes Wide Shut, mm -hmm. called Blind Furries. Mm -hmm. A soldier gets blinded in battle in Vietnam, and he's saved by a villager who teaches him the ways of having sex while wearing an animal costume. He returns back to the States, and the movie plays out almost exactly the same, except all the sword fighting scenes are replaced with scenes of Rudger Hauer dry humping people while dressed as a furry. Okay. Yes. I'm not sure how that gets him out of every situation, but it's weird and steamy. 
I love yeah, it. Yeah. Gets yeah. him into every situation. Uh, he gets into something. Yeah, that's for sure. That's What's furry. the costume? What kind of furry costume? I can see him being like a dead mouse, scary mouse. I think he'd be a bat. I think he'd be a white tiger. Because of the lack of sight. Oh, blind as a bat. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Or whale. And as he's humping, he just screeches. <laughs> he's making witty remarks during. Yeah. You know, it's like, huh. Yeah, no, blind furries. Bet you never saw that coming. Yeah, right. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Hey, all you 5GFA tykes who listen to 5GFA while riding on your bikes around your neighborhood to escape your parents' incessant fighting. We're proud to introduce Blind Furries, a children's show about blind grown men in fursuits who aren't afraid to get rough on crime. These anthropomorphic middle-aged men won't rest until bad guy Nick Furry and the rest of the Avenge Furs are stopped. The first 10 episodes are available to stream online. Just do a quick Google search to find it. However, do not look at the first four pages of results. At the bottom of the fifth page, there's a link that says all ages blind furries content. Don't click that one either. On page seven, click grown men. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> On page seven, click grown men in fur costumes beat off naughty men, and you'll find season one ready to stream. And don't forget, have mom and dad go to 5gfapod.com to get you your own Blind Furries merch now. Uh, Let's move on to Blu-ray price. The Blu-ray. How much do you want to pay for this movie? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray. The Blu-ray. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. What, yeah. what scenario? The Blu-ray in this scenario is figurative. It's not yeah. like a real Blu-ray. Right, it's right. as if you could only watch this on Blu-ray. Why do we have such a complicated category? Just, uh... It's why one isn't of, it just, why? Oh, how much do you like it? The other 24 <laughs> categories are easy. This is the only complicated one. What if we just did, like, A, A minus, C, you know, like a classic grading scale for no the those don't have monetary no, no, value. No, 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 no. no. You gotta put your money where your what mouth is. What if we is. did yen this week? I might need to calculate that. $30 for Woo! this movie. That's 694,595.58 Vietnamese dongs. Okay. 6,900? 6,900? 694,000. So I would almost give... 69,420? Is that what it costs? Yeah. Brandon, Blu-ray price. Absolutely love this movie. I I watched it this week once, and then the next night I watched it again. I just mm -hmm. I can't get enough of this movie. Fifty dollars, which I think is, I think is one point one million. Yep, one million one hundred fifty-seven thousand six hundred fifty-nine point three one. One point one, you idiot! Yeah. I'll call it one point one million Yuck. dong. Oh, that's only fifteen bucks more than sneakers. Yeah, that's about right. I love sneakers. <laughs> I loved this movie, not quite as much as Brandon. I'm willing to pay forty nine ninety nine United oh, States dollars. Damn. So that to me that means you didn't like it because of your because <laughs> of how high your totals get. To. <laughs> yeah, it was whatever. That's very true. Yeah. Boiler yeah. room one fifty or something. <laughs> okay, let's go eighty five dollars. Two hundred eighty five. Yeah, eighty five bucks. Ross, 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 Ross. We were on a break. <laughs> uh, I really like this movie. Uh, not as much as Kyle, but I'm gonna go twenty nine ninety nine. Beautiful. So, you know, I'm happy to. It. I'm happy to to and this bring uh, something to the table in this pod. And there's an asterisk with my price because uh -oh. if uh like I, on a next watch I could very well be like fuck it fifty you know like yeah yeah. So for the first watch twenty nine ninety nine. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's wrap things up with Mick Sullivan. Would this movie work as a Mick Sullivan vehicle? Mick, 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 
Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? I went back and forth only because I don't know which character Pops plays and which character McSullivan plays, but I settled on this version. Sci-fi mashup where they're both <laughs> characters at the same time. And Whoa, ghosts. Like Looper. <laughs> like Looper. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. McSullivan is just Pops in the future. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I love that. And like Inception too. On the trail of a perp, McSullivan and Pops follow a casino owner who's also been dealing drugs in New Orleans. After McSullivan tells Pops, you'll go ahead and I'll cover you, Pops attempts to take down the casino owner himself. But a mortar goes off and blinds Pops while the casino owner gets away. Pops says, I can't see anything. Where were you, Mac? Mac uses the classic Chris Tucker line, I just bent down to tie my shoe and you were gone. <laughs> Trying to make amends, Mac hires a teeny tiny Vietnamese swordsman <laughs> to train Pops and help him learn to overcome his blindness. <laughs> is it Kenny and Doso? It might yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it should be. <laughs> All right, he's teeny Filipino. tiny Kenny and Doso. <laughs> no, he's Filipino. To teach, uh, yeah. to teach pops to overcome his blindness. Uh, when the casino owner drug dealer makes his return and kidnaps Mac, it's up to pops to kill some henchmen and rescue McSullivan from certain death. The whole thing comes to a climax when the drug dealer tells pops to meet him at a ski lodge to exchange twenty-five thousand dollars worth of cocaine for Mac's life. Pops needs to use all his newfound swordsman skills to take down a myriad of henchmen and rescue Mac, who's been stashed in the workout room. Pops finally uh. reaches Mac, but just as he does, his eyesight starts to return, uh. and he sees Mac plowing two ladies of the night in a jacuzzi. Uh -huh. It turns out, Mac had set up the whole kidnapping premise just to get Pops to deliver <laughs> some cocaine to his hotel room. Pops looks behind him and realizes that all the henchmen he defeated were just pudgy mannequins that Mac had set up. <laughs> Furthermore, Pops looks up and sees that he never even had a sword, and it was just a giant dildo that Mac gave to Pops, thinking it would be funny to see him swing it around like a sword. Pops is obviously furious, but Mac tells him, I got two smoke shows here and enough coke for us to share. Happy birthday, Pops. Ah, it's wow. birthday. And then at the end, you find out it took place on Pops' birthday. Pops' birthday. That's a better birthday than the last time when he banged his wife, <laughs> yeah. Gloria. Well, that could have still happened. I'm ready to cut the quake. <laughs> this was his apology birthday after banging Gloria the year but was, before. But it was still very enjoyable for McSullivan. Was he trying to get $25,000 out of him as well? No, $25,000. $25,000. It was 25000 dong, which is about... 14 cents. No, it's $25,000 worth of cocaine. Oh, Yeah, gotcha. so he's like, deliver this here, and then and I'll release Mac. That's really hard to, to probably quantify, right? $25,000 worth of coke? Yeah. Well, I think my guess is that he would probably stash it in monetary quantities. Mm. So if he goes into Mac's house, he's like, all right, this is the 10,000 pile of cocaine. This 5, is the 20,000 pile yeah. of cocaine. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I yeah. like that a lot. Pollard, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Yeah, no, it totally works. Yeah or no? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it works as a mixed vehicle. <laughs> so, um, cool. <laughs> some casino, some casino moguls um, decide to take the charm of the Reno Strip to New Orleans. Ooh. When McCready becomes a clear influence on the Nolan scene, Mac needs to see what all the fuss is about. When investigating, he decides to lose all of his money in order to immerse himself in the McCready casino experience mac reedy now wandering the casino with no money left he begins following a man around that he believes has cocaine 
he tries to secretly pickpocket him, but it's a really bad version of a pickpocket, mm-hmm. and it's very obvious. This causes a lot of commotion in the casino, leaving Mac at the end of it in an interrogation room in the back with a bunch of thugs, and he's visited by MacReady. So now he's like under captive of MacReady. So they end up in an argument, and what it turns into is a cocaine competition. So the two egos clash ultimately at each other yeah. and it's like how long can either of us last doing line after line how of blow yeah. can you go how wow. blow? So, <laughs> so in a different way it also ends in the ski slopes right yeah there's a lot of skiing going Did on the lines get blurred so a lot of lines are going back and forth we know mac yeah yeah it's, no, it's like no competition. Yeah, I mean, he's bleeding yeah. halfway through. This no, is like he a nose, Mac. <laughs> this is like a forty-five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Them doing blow <laughs> and one-upping each other, yeah. Yeah. and McCready's just like going crazy, and Mac's not even flinching. No, but um, physically he's yeah. deteriorating. He's bleeding yeah. profusely. Yeah. Um, and Does he it culminate at a snort ski lodge? It's yeah. Culminating. <laughs> so. What ends up happening is Mac wins over the top of this guy, MacReady, and inherits yes. the casino from MacReady, running his own New Orleans wow, casino now. Dream. And it's called McSullivan, McSullivan 13. <laughs> McSullivan versus MacReady, the Mac attack. Yes. <laughs> it's McSullivan good. McSullivan versus good. MacReady. Mac is back. Yeah. Straight to voodoo for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No commercial sponsors. Yeah, yeah that's I, his dream's always been to own his own casino. Yeah, it's really just a forty-five minutes of them doing blow. There's a break in the middle for egg salad sandwiches, and it's uh, just a really big clashing of two Mac egos. It's the Scarface of the McSullivan series. Right, absolutely, it's just snow cane everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're doing it. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, does this work as a McSullivan vehicle? This movie does work. Um, when Pops goes on yearly vacation with his family to a new national park with Gloria and the kids and the grandkids, McSullivan, who's deep in debt with the Reno gambling racket, sells Pops's house in order to pay off his debt. <laughs> Dang, dude. I know. It's just a little bad I mean, even for Mac, that's. Honestly, I don't know how to end it. It Mick doesn't Sullivan end well. Fucking house. Uh, that's horrible. He leaves someone sells your house? <laughs> Pops comes home and sees a new family living in his home, <laughs> is rightfully confused, and says to McSullivan, What the hell is going on, Mac? McSullivan tells him about a man who swindled McSullivan and tricked him into signing away Pops' property. Pops Pops knows this doesn't make any sense and understands McSullivan is likely lying and covering up his wrongdoing, but has no option other than to go along with Mac's lie. McSullivan tells Pops they need to find a blind Vietnam veteran slash samurai swordsman who sold the house and ran away with the money. (laughs) So they go to Reno to track him down. It ends with McSullivan's nose covered in blue cane, racking up debt in Reno, murdering blind men, and Pops telling Gloria that he thinks McSullivan might not be a good influence after all. <laughs> Pops and Gloria have to... It's Gloria's fault, for sure. Pops and Gloria have to use their retirement fund to pay rent, and he has to keep working 10 to 15 years as McSullivan's partner. Oh, God. The end. Wow. He's too old for that shit. I can, I'm just figuring out how this blends into the Tarantino universe, and it's Pops and Gloria's Bastards. Wow. 
Or yes. Pops and McSullivan going to Amsterdam <laughs> to get a quarter or a Royale with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Some Amsterdam Kush. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, That'd be that. cool too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the end. It didn't go. I didn't have enough time. And sucks it, for pops. You know, it's, I was like, let's just end it sad. You know, it's it's daylight savings. We've been talking about this movie for <laughs> at least five hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what time it is yeah. or what day it is. It's or anything. a good time. Yeah. Not a short time. No. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also head to 5GFAPod.com to uh, buy your classy one-piece ladies bathing suits. Uh, you can talk shit on our fan forum. <laughs> get your Rico jacket. Get your Rico jacket. Get your uh, limited edition. What was it? The uh, the Kevin Sorbo quote. <laughs> the on the right. Kevin Sorbo quote shirt. Go yeah. listen to Toth on Spotify. Yeah, go get Tothed up. And, just uh, get super Tothed. And uh, keep a uh, look out for the Flickies. They'll be out sometime soon. We yeah. are approaching are we the 20, second 20 annual Are we Awards. Yeah. Are, we, um, are we selling the uh, signature Toth salad and scrambled eggs <laughs> on the website Yes, yet? we are. Oh. Uh, it's a, it's a bag. Oh. It's a dry mix. And and you assemble at home. I Fair warning, it. that meat has gone bad. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Unless we're talking about Deb Scott. Count me in. Yeah. I love me some Barbara Allen Woods. Yeah. And uh, creep on, creeping on, Mike. Peace out. <laughs> Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys. Prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly-ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. See who can start crying first. I'm crying. <laughs> God, so straddle fury. Yeah. Complex straddling. Yeah. I think it's funny to think of, like, if we were all action figures, what would be the included item? Probably, like, just a pack of Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Mm. Coors Light that I pour into a Budweiser can. <laughs> <laughs> Miami's right at the tip of the penis in Miami. And oh, right. No, they probably America's went... penis. Rutger Hourglass. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's his face on an hourglass. He has Billy tied up in the back of the truck, yeah. and then he puts his head in his lap. Oh. That happened. <laughs> Because in the scene, he's just playing with it, and it comes yeah, out. Yeah, he was playing with it. Yeah, I mean, he unsheathed the sword a couple I'm times. I'm going mild these days because of my butthole thing. Mm. The whole butthole? The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He's so high, high, high above me. He's so lovely. Cleopatra. Yeah. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And head to 5GFAPod.com. Do that exit one more time. I like it with the song underneath. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Let's let's sing more. No, of that. No, you can do it one more time.